Hi everyone, welcome to this audio recap of session one. Uh, we started off the session by looking at the syllabus of financial management, which is divided into seven areas, being FM function, FM environment, investment appraisal, business finance, working capital, valuations, and risk. Investment appraisal, business finance, working capital are core areas of the syllabus which means they can be anywhere in the exam, especially Section C. Valuations and risk are non-core areas, which will be there in Section A and B only. The FM function and FM environment is more likely to be in Section A, but that is an area which will be more of uh, non-number based. The exam is split into three sections. Section A has 15 OT questions, two marks each. Section B has three cases. Each case has five OT questions and each OT is two marks each. And Section C has two questions and each question is 20 marks. We started off by having a look at the difference between finance and accounting. And we said that accounting is more about recording transactions, whereas finance is more about managing those transactions. Financial management is about making investment decisions, thinking about the range of factors that influence and considering risk and ensuring that our cash flows and resources are there for our decision making. We can summarize the concept of financial management using accounting equation, which is asset is equal to equity plus liabilities. Equity and liabilities is the raising of finance and asset side is the application of finance. A financial manager is employed by the shareholders, which creates an agency theory between them where a financial manager acts as an agent of the principal, which are the shareholders. And a financial manager must always act in the best interests of shareholders. By working in best interests of shareholders, we mean three things. That they must be looking to maximize returns, looking to grow, and to manage risk for the shareholders. And these three things, the best interests of shareholders, is captured in the growth model where we try to estimate a share price based on maximizing the returns which are the dividends in this case we look at the growth part and we look at management of risk in the denominator in the form of re we need to look at the link between profits dividends and share price as well um, when we construct our pnl it starts with revenue we did our costs deduct operating cost and get our operating profit. We knock off interest and tax and get our net profit or earnings. And from these earnings, we pay the dividends and then we have the retained earnings. The retained earnings are used to invest back in the business and that will help to grow the share price of the business. We then looked at the growth model in much more detail, which was P0 is equal to D0, 1 plus the G, over RE minus the G. As I said, the three things which capture best interest of shareholders are all here in this growth model.
And this growth model gives us a theoretical share price based on dividends, growth and risk. We did some examples and then we concluded that as the risk was increasing, the share price will fall. If the dividends increase, the share price will rise. And if the growth increases, the share price will also rise. But provided other two things remain the same. Then we looked at financial maths, the idea of compounding and discounting. Compounding was all about going from the present value to the future value. And discounting was going from the future value to the present value. How to compound is easy, where you take present value into 1 plus the r to the power of n, and you arrive at a future value. Then we did some examples to look at the compounding side, and then we went into the idea of how to discount. How to discount is easy. You find the present value by taking future value and dividing it with 1 plus r to the power of n, or you take present the future value and multiply with the discount factors given in the PB table. And we did examples covering this area with and without the tables. Then annuity is a constant cash flow for set number of years. And such cash flows can be discounted using annuity table where you take the annuity factor for the number of years and the discount rate. The occurrence of cash flows takes place at two points in time, either end of year or the start of year. If it is end of year, you take that particular year. And if it is start of year, you take the previous year. For example, if a cash flow is occurring at the end of year three, then you consider year three. If a cash flow is occurring at the start of year three, then you take the previous year, which is the year two. Then we did different examples covering the delayed annuity part. And I showed you three different ways to deal with delayed annuity. You can use any of these in the exam. In the first method, we take annuity factor of one to four when the cash flows were commencing in year four. That deposits the cash flow in year 3 and then we discount it from year 3 into present value terms. The second way is that you take a 7 years annuity and deduct the first 3 to arrive at a 4 years of annuity. And the third way is that you go into the PV table and add the discount factors of year 4, 5, 6 and 7 to give you the, the, the discount factors to discount this annuity. Then we looked at a scenario that if the cash flows commenced in year zero, then year zero is already present value. Then in that case, you just need to discount the future values into present value and add the year zero present value to those. Perpetuity is a cash flow forever. We find the present value of perpetuity by taking cash flow at T1, dividing it with the discount rate. And then we did a couple of examples on the perpetuity part also looking at the delayed perpetuity, which was starting in year five. And if it was starting in year five, we still take cash flow divided by the discount rate, but that will deposit the cash flow in year four, but that is not a present value. You need to find the present value 
by discounting it from year 4 into present value terms by using the PV table. And finally, we close this session by looking at a simple example where we said that if outflow is $1,000, let's say, and inflow is $1,050 in a year's time, and I tell you that the discount rate is 10%, would you go ahead with this? Well, the answer is no, because when you discount the year one inflow, it will be less than outflow of $1,000 now, which means you should not take this project. And that is where we stopped on session one.